We are so grateful to have you here with us this morning as we come together, family and friends, strangers alike, to lift up our voices in praise to God, to be reminded of the one who has come and the one who is coming. And today is going to be special for us, special in that um, this is our only time that we are going uh, to be together this morning. All of our kiddos are going to be staying in here uh, in the room with us. There's no kids praise or, or we worship. And so we're going to be hearing all the little ones scurrying around here in just a few minutes. They're going to have the opportunity to actually come up and join me here on the stage. It is a time where we're going to just be and try not to be in a hurry. We're going to take deep breaths and we're just going to relax. And we're going to allow the message of God just to wash over us all. And so we invite you to get comfortable to hopefully find someone with an ugly sweater and sit close beside them. We invite you to sing. We invite you to bow your head in prayer. We invite you to share in communion with us. We invite you to allow the story of God to become your story. Because we all need Christmas. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son. And you are to name him Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the message to the prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel. Which means God with us. Will you join us as together we sing about the beautiful name? You know, you can't have Christmas, at least it seems these days, without thinking about the fact that Christmas is a children's story. It's a story about a child who was born. And it's a story that continues to spark imagination and wonder in the child and all of us. We've been talking all month here at East Brainerd about how we need Christmas. We've talked about how that we need Christmas to remind us that we are not alone and, and how that there is light in the darkness. We've talked about how that we need Christmas to remind us how that we need a Savior more than than anything else. And through all those different conversations that we have had together, that 
excitement and the, the energy of childhood has flooded back into us. As we become excited again, the fact that we are here and it's Christmas time and something amazing is going to happen. We'd ask all of our kiddos if they wanted to, to wear their Christmas pajamas today. And we wanted to give them an opportunity to show all those off for everybody. Uh, because some of you adults went all out on your ugly Christmas sweaters, all right? Uh, but some of our kids, they look pretty good too. And, and so here's what I want to do. If you're part of our children's ministry, if you are fifth grade or under, I would love for you to come to the stage and join me. We're going, we're going to do some things together this morning. So if you are fifth grade and under, just get on up from where you are. Come on up here and have a seat on the stage for me. Moms and dads, if you need to bring them down, that's fine. And y'all look awesome. Looking good. Come on down. We got plenty of room. Plenty of room. Now, one thing I'm going to need for you guys to do, no, notice you can tell they're used to having their picture taken because they all came and sat down and they're looking at you. <laughs> right? Mr. Brewer, put that back, please. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, you better watch out. You better not cry. Um. I need, all, I need all you kiddos, I need you to look at me for a minute, all right? So I need everybody to turn around so that you can see me. If you need to scoot closer, those of you guys that are there on the end, look, we got all this room right here, okay? So I want you to be able to see me. So keep coming around, keep coming around, come on. Keep coming, keep coming. I promise we got plenty of room. Come on, slide on in here. How many of you took a shower this morning? <laughs> All right. Then get close to these guys that took the shower, okay? Now, come on, scoot in, scoot in, come on. Keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. Want to make sure everybody can get in. Keep coming around. Awesome. Now, uh, you know, here's the reason that I wanted you guys to, uh, to come up here and, and hang out. Number one, I wanted everybody to be able to see your great... Um, Christmas pajamas. I mean, those are awesome, all right? And, and when we're done, I do want you to turn around so that all the moms and dads can get a picture of you guys. But you look really, really awesome, and I appreciate you wearing those today. You look really comfortable. There's another reason that I wanted you to come and sit here with me. You know, oftentimes when, we, when it comes time for Mr. Chris to talk to everybody, um, you guys, most of you, leave for Kids Praise and We Worship. And you get to go hang out with Mr. Mark and Ms. Che Mr. Cheezer and, and some other awesome people that have been doing We Worship for a long time. I don't get to hang out and have conversations with you guys very much. And, and so today I wanted to be able to do that because I have, I have something special that I want to read to you from God's Word, from the Bible. And I want to read it to you because it is why I am so excited about, about Christmas. Now, I want somebody to tell me, what is, what is a promise? If somebody makes a promise, what does, that, what does that mean? If somebody makes a promise, what is it? If somebody makes a promise, what happens? If I say, I promise, what am I, what am I telling you? You have to keep it. What were you going to say, John? 
Yeah, it's something that you give to someone else also, right? So you give someone a promise that you say you're going to do something for them, you're going to give something to them, and then it's something that you have to keep. Now here's what I want to do. I want to read to you guys a story that you guys know because a lot of you have been a part of our nativity pageant in the past. And, and you've been up here and, and you have been sheep and goat and dove and you've been Mary and Joseph and some of you have even been baby Jesus, right? Yeah, I know. What? Yeah, you have. Uh-huh. I know. And, and so I'm going to read a story that you guys know, but I want to read it to you and let you know that this is, this story is God keeping a promise, all right? So I want you to listen close. Now, Mr. Chris crossed over into old man territory this week, all right? I had a birthday this month. Do you guys know that? I had a birthday this month, and I have been celebrating all month long. And part of my celebration was that I went and got some reading glasses. <laughs> and, and, and when I got these, my kid said, my kid said, Dad, don't do it, because once you do it, you can never go back. <laughs> and some of your moms and dads know what I mean, right? And so here, let me put these on and see if it helps me tell you the story of God's promise as all the cameras get ready. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Mm-hmm. Ooh, you guys look really weird. All right. Now listen close to the story, all right? At the time the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire and all returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. So they were going to count people. They were going to count and see how many people were living in the land. One, two, three, four, five, six. This is what they were going to be doing. They were counting. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea. That was David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee, and he took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. And then that night, there were shepherds staying in fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terrified. Have you guys ever been scared by anything that just happened real quick? Where all of a sudden something went, boo! Did I scare you? Kind of? Thank you, for, thank you for lying and making me feel better. He wasn't scared at all. He wasn't scared at all. But sometimes there are things that happen that scare you. Where it just happens. And they saw this bright light. And there was this angel that was there. And they didn't know what to do. But they stayed. They didn't run away. And listen to what they heard. The angel reassured them. Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. Now, what do you guys do when you feel good, when you're happy? How do you act? You act silly? Show me how you act silly when you're happy. Go ahead. 
He just does this. Is that what he does? Right? All right. So here's what I want all of you guys to do. You ready? Here we go. We're going to do our best silly, right? Do our best silly. Here we go. Awesome. Awesome. Man, you guys are great. Now listen. Listen what it says. It says that there was this good news that was going to be so joyful that people are going to act really silly. And here was the news. Listen. The Savior, the Messiah, the Lord has been born in Bethlehem, the city of David. You see, listen, these people had waited so long to hear this good news because there was a promise that God had made that he was going to take care of his people and that he was going to take care of his people in a very special way. That he was going to, to send a Savior, a Messiah, a champion a person that was going to come who was going to make everything right for them, all the things that had been wrong. Now, they didn't realize how that that Savior was going to change the relationship that they had with God, but that's what was going to be taking place. And the angel said, it's happened. The promise has been fulfilled. And then listen what happens next. Suddenly the angels were joined by all these other angels. And they were praising God in heaven saying, Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth. It says when the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Hey, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us. So they hurried to the village and they found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in a, you guys remember? In a manger. Do you guys know what a manger is? What is it? Yes. It's like a dog bowl. But big. It's like a big dog bowl. For, for, for pigs and cows. And, and, and that's where they had to lay the baby. Because there was nowhere else to lay him. And so they put him in a, in a bowl. That animals would eat out of. Oh, I know. Wow. But now listen what happens next. They found the baby in the feeding trough. And after seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. And all who heard the shepherd's story, they were amazed. It says they were astonished. It, it says that they were like, do what? That's what it says right there. That they were, they were shocked. They couldn't believe the story that they had heard. Now, I've been talking to your moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas all month about why we need Christmas. And I want you guys to remember this. I want you guys to remember this each Christmas. We need Christmas to remind us that God keeps his promises. You see, in the Bible, God has promised to always love us. And God has promised that we are never going to be alone. And it's because God sent Jesus as a baby to set or to lay in this feeding trough. We, we know that God keeps his promises. I, really? A pig baby? I don't think it was a pig baby. Now, I bet there were some pigs, baby pigs there. There could have been. You think so? I don't think so. I think there were baby pigs around. But it was a real baby. Because God was keeping his promise. And so I want you guys to remember each Christmas that, hey, look, God keeps his promises, all right? God's promised to love you 
And God has promised that you will never be alone. And every time you hear the story, the story from the Bible about how Jesus was born, it's another reminder of just how special it is that we are God's people because God always keeps his promises. Now, I've got something for you guys. Now, some people have already tried these. Mm-hmm. Now, here's what I want. I've got plenty. I don't want anybody to, like, come up and um, just, you know, knock me over and dogpile Mr. Chris, okay? But I'm, I've got plenty. And, and so, I want you guys to have, I want you guys to have a candy cane, but you've got to do something for me first, all right? Remember I told you we were going to turn around? All right, I want you to quietly turn around. I want you to look at all your moms and dads out there. There really isn't a lesson this morning. You guys have listened to me all month. Not a whole month, a lot more I can say. In fact, this whole time that we are together this morning is, is your lesson. But for the next few minutes, I do want you to focus on something. If you were listening closely in the story that I read to the children, there was this point where when the angels had left, the shepherds looked at one another and said, hey, let's go, let's go to Bethlehem and say this with me. Let's go to Bethlehem and what? See. Let's go to Bethlehem and see. Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. See, Christmas is able to bring things into focus. Things that you were not able to see before, you're able to see now more clearly. You understand that you're not alone. You understand that there's light. You understand that you need a savior. All because you've seen Christmas. And because you have seen Christmas, now things are more into view. It said when they had seen him, they went out and they spread the word and told everyone about the child. And that all who heard it were amazed. They were amazed. They were filled with wonder. They, they, they were shocked. There was awe. They couldn't believe the message that was being told. Because the angels had said that a savior has been born. And the shepherds went and saw the child, just as the angel said. And now the shepherds go and they tell that story. All the things that they had seen. You see, I need Christmas. I need Christmas so that I can see God's grace. Because guys, if, if there is no Christmas, then there's no grace. And it's all up to me. It's all up to you. And I hope that you can be righteous and I hope that you can keep every expectation of God and I, I hope that you never disappoint your parents and I, I hope that you're always on the nice list because if, if there's no Christmas, 
then it's all up to you and it's all up to me. But if the Christmas story that I read to the children is true, then there is grace. And I need Christmas each year to remind me of that grace. Because let's face it, as the weeks and the months and as the year goes by, we begin to think that it is all about us. We begin to think that it's all about our righteousness, it's all about our knowledge, it's all about whether or not we can be right and we can be holy and we can be good. And all during the year we beat ourselves up because you know what, we're not right and we're not good and we're not holy and there are times that we feel all puffed up because we did something that was, that was good. And, and then here comes December every year. It's as if God wanted to make sure that you remember that it's not about you, that it's about him. And you need to be able to see more clearly. You need to see God's grace. That's why we sing. And that's why we celebrate. Will you stand with me as together we sing salvation belongs to our God. For our communion time this morning, we want to be able to share together. And so I'm going to ask that our servers, they're going to serve consecutively. They're going to bring the bread around and just would like for you to, to take that and then hold it with you. And then they're going to bring the cup around. And if you would take one of those and and hold that, and, and then we'll share it all together as, as a family. While they are serving, we will be reminded of the sacrifice of our Savior in song. We invite you, if you would like to, to sing along. It might be a time where you want to read a, a special passage of Scripture. It might be a time where you just want to sit in silent reflection. Whatever you choose is, is fine. Will you join me in prayer? Father, we thank you for the Savior, for Jesus Christ and for the grace that he brought. And as we share in this communion time together, may we be reminded that we are not alone, that there is light in the darkness, and that our greatest need was answered in a manger in Bethlehem. So in the name of Jesus, our Savior, we pray. Amen. We thank you for sharing bread and cup with us today. We thank you for lifting your voice in praise to God. We're grateful just for your presence and for your ugly sweater. And for the way that it has allowed us to laugh and to, to be able to remember not to take ourselves so seriously. Because we can't do it on our own. It is all about God. I hope that as you have been chewing on the bread and as you have been drinking the cup, that God has used this time to, not just to remind, but to impress upon your heart how much you truly do need Christmas. We start out in January with some crazy pictures. You guys might remember that. And we've talked about grace all year long. And it's been a hard thing for us to wrap our mind around. And it's been very difficult to truly be able to grasp 
just how amazing the grace of God actually is. So I thought, why not end with one more picture? You're going to see some plates. They're all going to be upside down except for one. And when you find the one that's right side up, all the others will change. Ooh. Now, how many of you, when this picture first went up, you already saw the plates right side up? Anybody in here see the plates right side up already? Some of you did? How many of you, it flipped for you? How many flippers do we have? All right, awesome. You know, it's kind of like that way for Christmas. There are some people who come into the Christmas holiday and they already see God clearly. They see his grace and his mercy. They have experienced salvation. And then it's a joy for them to be able to, to share that message, to share what they themselves have seen and heard. But then there are others who during this time have one of those aha moments. One of those moments of wonder and amazement, just like those, just like those early hearers of the shepherd's story. Where, where something happens that they just can't believe it, but now that they have seen it, they cannot unsee it. And that's what we hope for all of you this Christmas season. That because you have seen Jesus, that you will, for the rest of this coming year, be able to focus on God more clearly. You see, we need Christmas. We need Christmas to remind us that we're not alone. We need Christmas to bring light to our darkness. We need Christmas to show us how much we need a Savior. And more than anything, we need Christmas so that we can see God's grace. And once we see it, we'll never be the same. And so our prayer for you in 2019 is that you will be different because of the grace that you have already experienced. That you'll be different at home, that you'll be a different husband, you'll be a different wife, you'll be a different parent, you'll be a different child. You'll be a different employer, you'll be a different employee, you'll be a different student, you'll be a different teacher, you'll be a different disciple. All because you have seen the grace of God. And now that you have seen, you just can't get over it. It truly is amazing grace. It is joy for the world. And it is because of that that we have come here today. We ask God's richest blessings upon you as you leave this place. We are thankful again that you have come to share your Christmas season with us. Maybe as we leave here today, you need to say, God, I want to see you more clearly. I want to experience your grace in my life because I believe that Jesus Christ is truly the Son of God. Can we celebrate with you as you're baptized into Christ this morning? We would love to be able to close out 2018 celebrating with the heavens because of the grace that you have experienced.
We're going to sing joy to the world together. We're going to stand as we sing. So go ahead and be standing up. Get closer together with the people who are around you. And if you need to respond this morning for anything going on in your life, if you need to come confessing your faith in Jesus, whatever your need might be, then we encourage you to do so as together we lift our voices and exclaim our wonder to the one who is grace. Let's sing.